Well, good morning. It is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Or you can just tell, you know, say, hey, hey, you know, Google, hey, Alexa, uh, play Political Views TV Podcast, and it will do it. Uh, I, I really appreciate you. I just want you to know that. If you can, please, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me or X to me uh, questions or insights or come fight with me at CyberClub, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on a formerly Twitter. Uh, so let's start as we usually do with the uh, war in Ukraine. A little bit, not a whole lot today. I mean, a lot of stuff's going on for them, that's for sure. I, I did talk to uh, somebody over in o, uh, Odessa, and they honestly, they, they just couldn't talk about it. She, they said that that uh, if just thinking about it brings them to tears of what's going on in their country. Uh, Russia has snagged another U.S. citizen. And at this point, I have to ask, why would anyone want to cross the new Iron Curtain border? I mean, seriously. Russia has detained and brought uh, drug-related charges that carry a potential 20-year prison sentence against U.S. citizen identified as Robert Romanov Woodland. On January 6th, the Ostankinsky District Court of Moscow ordered Robert Romanov, uh, who's 32, uh, Robert Romanov uh, Woodland, to be placed in detention for a period of two months until March 5th, 2024, adding that he had been detained earlier in January and was accused of various narcotics-linked offenses. Woodland was taken into custody on January 5th and charged with attempted large-scale production and sale of illegal drugs. Apparently, the guy... Uh, he was living in the United States and he wanted to find out who his uh, birth mother was. So he uh, moved to Russia to figure out who, who she was. He was being a school teacher there teaching English. Uh, I don't know uh, if the drug charges are, are manufactured, which is what they usually are. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll hear, hear more about it in the future. Uh, German Chancellor. Olaf Scholz urged European Union countries to provide more military assistance to Ukraine, saying most countries were not doing enough to give Ukraine the weapons it needed to battle the Russian invasion. I'm looking at you, Viktor Orban. Uh, United States and White House officials met about a dozen executives from the technology and defense industries as part of an effort to support Ukraine's access to cutting-edge U.S. equipment. Uh, I'm sure there were some discussions about putting manufacturing facilities in Europe and also in Ukraine. The Ukrainian military said Russian forces made unsuccessful efforts to advance in several areas along the front line, including around Lyman in the Kharkiv region, as well as in the Donetsk and Zaporizhia regions. Uh, Last night, Ukraine again shelled the Russian border of border city of Belgorod, leaving three people injured. Uh, The Kremlin said that the Russian military will do everything to minimize and eliminate the threat of shelling of Russian cities by Ukraine's armed forces following repeated shelling of Belgorod. 
Uh, Press Secretary Dmitry Peskov said, our military will continue to do everything to first minimize this danger and then completely get rid of it. Russian office uh, official uh, Vyacheslav Gladkov, the governor of the Belgorod region, said on Telegram, uh, yesterday evening, the city of Belgorod was shelled again. People were injured. Currently, there are three people in intensive care. All of them have undergone undergone operations. Uh, Gladkov posted last night that air defense systems over the Belgorod region had shot down 10 air targets on their approach to the city. I, do you remember, uh, uh, like, early on uh, in the war that Russia said any attacks on Russian territory could provoke a nuclear response. So far, it has not happened. Air Force, spoke, Air Force spokesperson Yuri uh, Ulnat said today, Ukraine has spent a considerable reserve on those three attacks that took place. It is clear that there is a deficit of anti-aircraft guided missiles. Ilnat commented that Russia was using ballistic missiles that Ukraine's air defense systems were not always able to intercept. Ilnat said a large number of ballistic missiles were launched by the enemy. <clears throat> These are both Kinzals and missiles that hit the target on a ballistic trajectory. KH-22-6 ballistic Iskanders, S-300 and S-400 all of these fly on a ballistic trajectory. It is not necessary to understand that such targets can be shot down only by means that can do it, in particular, Patriot systems. So they need Patriot missiles, and the Republicans are dragging their feet. Ukraine's National Police said yesterday, this morning, the enemy attacked the Kharkiv, Dnipropetrovsk, uh, Zaporizhia and uh, Kimelinsky regions as of noon local time, or is it 12? It didn't say 12 a.m. or 12 p.m., so I'm not sure. It is known uh, about four are dead. Residential buildings, infrastructure, facilities. It's probably uh, 12 noon because uh, otherwise the, uh, it might be the, in other words, if it was 11 o'clock, or excuse me, 9 o'clock, they'd say 0900. So it's probably noon, I would assume. Uh, it is uh, known about four are dead. Residential buildings, infrastructure, facilities, vehicles were damaged. Uh, police officers worked at the sites of hits, providing assistance to people and to document Russia's war crimes. In the Dnipropetrovsk region, Dnipropetrovsk, uh, as a result of rocket attacks on the cities of uh, Kriviary, uh, 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 Novomoskovsk, and the village of Nadia in uh, the Kriviary district, one person died and 28 were injured, including four children. Private houses and civil infrastructure were damaged. The Russian army also hit the city of Zap Zaporizhia with missiles, leaving five people injured. In addition, Two apartment buildings, a car, and civil infrastructure were damaged as a result of the Russian attack uh, on the cities of Kharkiv and Zemelyev. Zemelyev? Uh, uh, Z-M-I-L-V. You tell me. Uh, on a, uh, uh, a result of... Uh, uh, of the Russian attacks on the cities of Kharkiv and Zemelyev. One person died, five civilians were injured, two private houses and regional vocational education centers were damaged. Uh, 
and two people were killed and an apartment building was damaged in the city of Kmelantyskiy uh, due to Russian rocket fire. Uh, my tongue was getting a workout this morning. Now that I have your attention, let's move on and try and fix the world. According to Axios, Israel, and this is a story that they broke, I believe, Israeli officials plan to tell Secretary of State Tony Blinken, who's there right now, and it may, it may have already happened already, uh, Secretary of State Tony Blinken today, that Israel won't allow Palestinians to return to northern Gaza if Hamas doesn't agree to release more hostages. This would be a confirmed war crime if they actually do that. The Biden administration, uh, following you and I and millions of others, has expressed concerns over recent statements from some radical right-wing Israeli ministers who have called for the Palestinians to be driven out of the Strip. Blinken said on Sunday in a press conference with uh, uh, Cutters, Prime uh, uh, Qatar's Prime Minister in Doha, Palestinian civilians must be able to return home as soon as conditions allow. Yeah. They cannot and they must not be pressed to leave Gaza. So if they say this, will Blinken and Biden be towed to the party line? But notice that Blinken did say, if conditions allow. So they can milk that uh, that uh, 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 um, parsing of words quite a bit, I'm sure. Uh, so anyway, if they say this, will Blinken and Biden be toe to the party line for Israel? The Israeli sources told Axios that while Israel doesn't in principle oppose allowing Palestinians to return to northern Gaza, officials will tell Blinken such a move needs to be part of a new hostage deal which is not legal. They can't do that under international law, and which would mean uh, Israel will hold 2 million people hostage. A senior Israeli official said, according to Axios, we are not going to allow Palestinians to go back to their homes in northern Gaza if there is no progress with the release of hostages. Israeli negotiators who are working on the issue believe the return of Palestinians to northern Gaza is significant leverage that Israel doesn't want to give up as it tries to secure a new hostage deal. Another official said, there are Israeli and American hostages that are still held in Gaza. We think we will know within a few weeks whether a new deal to release them is possible or not. A senior Israeli official said both Israel and the U.S. understands that a return to the north will not happy excuse me, will not happen in the short term because fighting continues in some areas and due to the conditions. Of course, Israel will use that as a reason to stop Gazans from returning. But what will they return to when they do anyway? Seriously, 70, 70 to 80% of buildings in northern Gaza have been destroyed in the war. According to an analysis of satellite data, much of northern Gaza's water, sanitation, electricity, infrastructure has also been destroyed. So what are they, they going to return to? Israel will need to be, and we'll see, tom, uh, tom, uh, no, Thursday, I think the, U, uh, the UN 
The ICJ is taking up uh, the South Africa uh, um, complaint against Israel. Israel, And we will see. Uh, they could tell Israel that they have to pay to rebuild Gaza. I doubt that's going to happen, but that would be nice. Uh, Biden was in Charleston, South Carolina yesterday to campaign for president at Mother Emanuel AME Church, where a white supremacist gunman killed nine black worshipers in 2015. Demonstrators made their voice heard, chanting for a ceasefire in Israel. A protester yelled, if you really care about the lives lost here, then you should honor the lives lost and call for a ceasefire in Palestine. He began chanting, ceasefire now, and was joined by several others. Then, in a Trumpian move by Biden, Biden's people, uh, uh, instead of addressing the concern, the protesters were removed, just like Donald Trump would do, like a fucking dictator. That's what Biden did. After their removal, Biden quieted the crowd as they chanted for more years. Biden said, look, folks, I understand their passion and I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza using all that I can do that. No, you aren't using all. Ugh. He went on. But I understand the passion. If he was using all that he could use, he wouldn't have twice, twice undermined congressional authority and sent weapons to an aid to Israel. Twice he did that. Uh, Like I said, it was a lie. Biden has been encouraging Israel into committing more war crimes by bypassing Congress to send them more missiles and arms. If not now, an American Jewish, that's all one word, if not now, an American Jewish group organizing to end U.S. support for Israel's apartheid system said Biden was shaken. He's starting to understand the reality. His war on Gaza is horrifically unpopular and people are fed up. I I told you, I've talked to people in in Hollywood, and I've talked to them again and again and again. This is the most liberal part of the country. And they're saying, no, I will not support Biden. I I would rather uh, vote third party. And when, when I asked them, when I said, but what can Biden do? And they, they will say, they've said, Biden cannot bring back 30,000 dead people that he allowed to be murdered. So there's nothing he can do. He's lost a huge chunk of the electorate and he's in trouble. And if Biden runs, if they don't decide to uh, 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 get Gavin Newsom to run or something like that, we might be in trouble. We might be in trouble. We may be looking at a Nikki Haley presidency. Oh, man. Uh, Anyway, where was I? Uh, If not now, added... Oh, wait a minute. Uh, uh, His war, they said, uh, if not now, 
said his war on Gaza is horrifically unpopular and people are fed up. The South Carolina incident happened after New York City demonstrators yesterday morning shut down the Holland Tunnel and three major Manhattan bridges. If not now, added, young people are furious. And by the way, one of the people, persons that I talked to was in her 50s. So not necessarily young. All people are fed up and furious. Uh, uh, if not now, added, young people are furious. We will not allow Biden and the U.S. to continue to support the starvation and slaughter of Gaza. As of yesterday, Israeli bombings and raids in Gaza have killed over 23,000 Palestinians, not including the thousands buried under rubble and injured nearly 60,000 more. A growing number, and, and we're talking about children who lost their legs. Little children who would normally be playing in the street have lost their legs. A growing number of legal scholars and world leaders have accused Israel of genocide, including at the International Criminal Court of Justice, International Court of Justice. The New York Times reported yesterday voters broadly disapprove of Biden's handling of the war and it has become a major political vulnerability for him. Duh, like we didn't know that. The protest yesterday, though brief, was a stark reminder that Biden will not be able to escape the subject as he seeks re-election. Protesters calling for a ceasefire interrupted at least two of his speeches lastly, his speeches uh, speeches last year, one in Minnesota and one in Illinois. More than 500 appointees and employees in the federal government signed a letter calling for a ceasefire in November. Staff members held a vigil outside the White House in December, and two officials have resigned in protest of his policies on Israel and Gaza. I've reported on all these incidences, plus more. <clears throat> Biden is under growing pressure from not only the public, but also progressives in Congress with Representative Ro Khanna uh, uh, from California, a Democrat, warning in a Friday interview with Common Dreams that calling for a ceasefire in Gaza is going to be a dividing issue for the Democratic Party for the future, like the Iraq war was. And I think the window is rapidly closing to be on the right side of history. Biden has been on the wrong side of history from October 8th on. And as, as insane as this, as, as this is, could Biden be counting on Republicans to vote for him if Donald Trump is on the ticket? Is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, moving on, <clears throat> Gabriel Attal, the 34-year-old French education minister, has been named, former French education minister, I guess, has been named the country's new prime minister. A history-making appointment by President Emmanuel Macron of France, Attal will be the France's, will be France's youngest ever prime minister and the first openly gay man to serve in the post, making him one of the world's most prominent and powerful LGBTQ politicians. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure uh, right-wing prime ministers all over the world are choking on this. I am. 
let's not forget Victor Orban. I'm sure he is too. Uh, For you dog owners and anyone who loves dogs, who doesn't love a dog, this next story could have a trigger. I'm warning you in advance today. South Korea's parliament passed a bill banning the breeding and slaughter of dogs for food, ending the traditional yet controversial practice of eating dog meat after years of nationwide debate. The bill received rare bipartisan support across South Korea's divided political landscape, highlighting how attitudes toward eating dog has transformed over the past few decades during the country's rapid industrialization. According to the uh, corresponding committees of the National Assembly, the law will ban the distribution and sale of food products made or processed with dog ingredients. However, customers who consume, uh, consume dog meat or related products will not be subject to punishment, meaning the law would largely target those working in the industry, such as dog farmers or sellers. Under the bill, anybody slaughtering a dog for food can be punished up to three years in prison or fined up to 30 million Korean won, uh, which is like $23,000. Anyone who breed dogs for eating or who knowingly acquires, transports, or stores, or sells food made from dogs, also faces a lower fine and prison time. The bill now heads to President Yoon Suk-yeol for final approval. And we shall see. I'm sure he will uh, approve that. Uh, But, you know, if people want to take a dog, personally, kill it, and eat it, I guess it's still allowed. Because that's a personal, it's not a business making money off of it. Uh, Now, on the other end of the campaign trail from Biden, Trump was again defending his actions in public on his failing social media platform. He said, I will be attending the federal appeals court arguments on presidential immunity in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday. Of course, I was entitled as president of the United States and commander in chief to immunity. I wasn't campaigning. The election was long over. I was looking for voter fraud and finding it, which is my obligation to do, and otherwise running running our country. If I don't get immunity, then crooked Joe Biden doesn't get immunity. And with the border invasion and Afghanistan surrender alone, not to mention the millions of dollars that went into the pockets with money from foreign countries, Joe would be ripe for indictment. By weaponizing the Department of Justice against his political opponent, me, Joe, has opened a giant Pandora's box. And let's take this apart a little bit. Hmm, let's read through it. Of course, I was entitled as President of the United States, Commander-in-Chief, to immunity. No, you're not. Not for criminal immunity, only for other immunity. Like if you ordered, if Trump ordered a, a, a drone to take somebody out, He's not criminally liable if it kills somebody innocent. That was an example somebody used, but they used it saying, hey, what if Biden did this? Or what if Obama did it? And Obama did do that. Um, He said, I wasn't campaigning. The election was long over. I was looking for voter fraud and finding it. No, there was no voter fraud found. I think there were four ballots found in Ohio and it wasn't really fraud. It was just innocent mistakes. (laughs) You had 62 cases and lost 
60 of them. I believe that was the number. He said, if I don't get immunity, then crooked Joe Biden doesn't get immunity. And of course, nobody has found anything with Joe Biden. The Congress has not found anything with Joe Biden. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, anyway, what he's saying, what Trump is saying in that statement is he will use his presidency to go after everyone. Yesterday, Rolling Stone said, regardless of the court's decision, Trump has for months now been planning his revenge on prosecutors and Democrats, referencing its August reporting that the former president and his allies have already begun laying the groundwork to restructure and weaponize the Justice Department into an execution tool for the far right's agenda. In addition to threatening to go after Biden if re-elected, Trump yesterday sought the dismissal of other election interference case against him. In Georgia, again claiming presidential immunity, his attorneys also made arguments based on due process and the U.S. Constitution Supremacy Clause. The trial is set for August, but could be delayed by an immunity fight. If you remember, in November, Trump vowed that if re-elected, he will root out those he called radical left thugs that live like vermin within the conf confines of our country, calling his enemies vermin, just as Adolf Hitler did. On the court case, though... And, and you know what? They've already they've already finished this. They've already uh, listened to arguments, and that part is over. They're going to make decisions. It's, I don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, it's probably going to be a couple of weeks, maybe. I don't know. Maybe longer. I don't know. Maybe a couple of days. I don't know. Maybe by Friday. I have no idea. <laughs> On the court case, Trump will face a three had has faced a three judge panel, which included two Biden appointees and a George H.W. Bush appointee in the D.C. Court of Appeals on the fifth floor. The question put forth, does Trump have presidential immunity from the charges Smith has leveled against him for his bid to overturn Joe Biden's 2020 victory? It was show, It was live. On, I could listen to it. Uh, um, uh, and and it was live. I heard the arguments. And I, I heard the arguments on both sides. There were a couple issues brought up, but I don't see how this court could possibly find in Trump's favor. If the D.C. Circuit and potentially the Supreme Court says yes, the charges will be dropped. If the court says no, Trump will move one step a uh, giant step closer to standing trial this year on the charges. Of course, the Supreme Court may be in his future, but before that, a quick ruling by the three-judge panel would tee up an appeal to either the full bench of the D.C. Circuit, uh, Circuit or the Supreme Court, which last month declined Smith's request to consider the case on an expedited basis prior to the appeals court consideration. And by the way, I would expect Jack Smith, now that it's gone to the appeals court for consideration, I would expect as soon as that decision is made that that um, Jack Smith will go immediately to the Supreme Court for an exp expedited uh, uh, um, decision again. We will see. Uh, Trump doesn't actually have to be there at the court. He didn't have to be there. His decision to attend 
it was simultaneously a bid to jack up the potential intensity around his court proceedings, which he has used to drive fundraising and as a rallying cry to his base, a dog whistle, as well as recognition that this fight may be a decisive legal battle. Trump needs to make money and showing up in court juices his idiot followers to send him more money. Smith's team warned that accepting Trump's arguments would allow presidents to escape criminal liability for virtually any act they could claim had some tangential connection to their job. I robbed the bank because the Fed needed money for taxes. <laughs> I love my rob the bank example. Uh, they also noted that President Gerald Ford's 1974 pardon of former President Richard Nixon seemed to confirm that Nixon could have been prosecuted after he left office for his acts related to Watergate. And I, you know what? I had never thought of that, but it's a good argument. And I always thought it was a mistake even back then to pardon Nixon. They should have taken him to tax. They should have sent him to prison. Republicans, as they usually claim, said back then there was a need not to sully the presidency with prosecution. They didn't want to destroy the United States, uh, you know, good standing in the world with a prosecution of a former president, which I think had they prosecuted the former uh, President Nixon, it would have been a good thing. It would have increased the standing in the world. Trump's claim is a bit out of order. The watchdog group, American Oversight, has argued that Trump's appeal on the immunity issue is not right because criminal defendants normally have to wait until they are convicted before challenging their indictment at an appeals court. And yet, it's going on. In Georgia, if you can't beat them on the facts of the case, you attack the prosecution in every way possible. That's the best thing to do, right? One of Trump's co-defendants in uh, Georgia, the Georgia election interference case alleged in a court filing uh, yesterday that Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade had engaged in a romantic relationship in a 39-page filing seeking a dismissal of charges an attorney for Trump co-defendant Michael Roman made accusations that Willis and Wade have traveled together to destinations including Napa Valley and that they've been seen together around Atlanta in, personal, in a personal capacity. The filing does not provide any direct evidence to support the claims, which I don't give a crap if they're true. Uh, it only cited sources with knowledge in raising questions about the process by which Willis hired Wade, who has represented the DA's office in court proceedings for the case. Uh, who cares why she decided to hire him? Attorney Ashley Merchant wrote, The district attorney chose to appoint his her romantic partner, who at times relevant to this prosecution has been a married man. Yeah, he's in he's in the middle of a divorce. How many people who are in the middle of a divorce actually stop dating? Actually don't date? How many? Seriously, ask yourself that. 
The filing, which refers to Wade's ongoing divorce proceedings, asks that Willis, Wade, and the DA's office be disqualified from prosecuting the case on the grounds that the district attorney and the special prosecutor have been engaged in an improper clandestine personal relationship, clandestine personal relationship during the pendency of this case which has resulted in the special prosecutor and in turn the district attorney profiting significantly from this prosecution at the expense of taxpayers. I, and you know what? I got to ask, at what expense to taxpayers? They didn't pay for their hotel room. <laughs> also, what's that got to do with the price of eggs? Who cares what they're doing? Who cares why... She, she uh, got the, the uh, this is grasping at straws. Grasping, grasping at anything. The, the kitchen sink, again. Uh, also, in a series of posts on True Social, Trump cited the Atlanta Journal-Constitution story on Roman's filing and accused Willis and Wade of professional and financial improprieties. What financial improprieties? There's no financial improprieties there. <sighs> Florida. Okay. Yes, it's either a horror story when I mention Florida, or it could be a comedy, right? Remember the Florida Party chair who expressed Christian values and supporting book bans against gays, but then was caught allegedly raping a woman that was normally there for him and to have a lesbian relationship with his wife for a threesome, right? You remember this story? Florida's Republican Party has removed Christian Ziegler as party chairman amid the sex scandal and a sexual assault investigation. Former Republican Party uh, of Florida chairman and current member of the Florida Senate, Blase Ingoglia, said no one voted for Christian Ziegler when they went to vote him in or out. Nobody voted for him. The removal came after the uh, state party and leadership suspended Ziegler and removed all his authority last month. Florida party members voted to replace Ziegler with Evan Power, who had been uh, the vice, uh, the party's vice chairman, Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Uh, Byron Donalds attended the meeting along with Florida's Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez. Uh, Ziegler had faced calls to resign from Governor Ron DeSantis, Senator Rick Scott, and Matt Gates. And then let me tell you, if Matt Gates isn't telling you you got to resign for sexual impropriety, a man who was alleged to have had a sexual relationship with an underage child, a teen? If Matt Gates calls you out, you know you've done wrong. <laughs> Yesterday, House Republicans released a resolution recommending that the chamber find Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress after the president's son failed to comply with a subpoena for closed door testimony. Okay, but let's put this in context. Let's do that first, if anybody brings this up with you. Republicans <clears throat> have used closed-door testimony time and time again to release specific cherry-picked testimony for political gain. To stop that from happening, Hunter Biden's team said he would testify only in an open-door hearing. 
Okay, so if this goes to court and they challenge his decision to do that, Hunter Biden's team will be able to bring up in court examples of how Republicans twist things for political gain. That's what could happen. And they know that. So it's doubtful the contempt filing will go through because Republicans can't afford the hit. House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, released the resolution and an accompanying report yesterday. The panel will consider the resolution uh, uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah, tomorrow morning, I believe. Uh, We had just talked about last week, Wayne LaPierre's NRA case in New York. Uh, The NRA hopes to dodge penalties of their New York civil corruption trial by arguing that NRA leader Wayne LaPierre's sudden resignation last week helps prove there is no longer ongoing and persistent wrongdoing at the gun lobby. Okay, let's do this again. If you rob a bank and return the funds, you still rob the bank. It doesn't matter. The gun lobby argued in a court filing this weekend, jurors should hear evidence of the NRA's course correction, including that LaPierre is on his way out. The NRA was not LaPierre's enabler. They argued, rather, they were victims of of former rogue officers. Uh, the gun lobby argued, apparently, now lumping LaPierre in with the rogues. Attorney General Letitia James, in a response filed Sunday, suggested that the resignation's timing three days before Monday's opening ar- uh, statements was meant to gain an advantage at trial. LaPierre announced Friday that he was retiring, effective January 31st, for unstated health reasons. Uh, His lawyers elaborated over the weekend that LaPierre suffers from chronic Lyme disease. Some mentioned the NRA should not be permitted to present Mr. LaPierre's resignation as a component of its defense. And I would agree with that. Why should that be a defense? It has nothing to do with, with the crimes that happened in the past. Moving on. Uh, Big Oil loses another one. Yesterday, for the third time in less than a year, the U.S. Supreme Court allowed a key case against the fossil fuel industry to proceed in state court. Nonstop, dozens of cases have fallen where Big Oil has requested cases by states that to go federal. And it's more than states, municipalities, cities, tribes, and the cases will continue to grow from hundreds to thousands as legal leaders and of dozens of U.S. states and municipalities have launched climate lawsuits in recent years. The fossil fuel industry has attempted to evade accountability by shifting the cases to federal court. Failed again yesterday. SCOTUS decision came in a case filed in 2020 by Democratic Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison against ExxonMobil and Coke Industries and the American Petroleum Institute, API, uh, based on the state's consumer protection laws. Ellison said at the time, the fraud, deceptive advertising, and other violations of Minnesota state law and common law that the lawsuit shows they perpetrated have harmed Minnesota's health 
and our state environment, infrastructure, and economy. The justices declined Big Oil's request to review the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals March decision that the case belongs in state uh, court. Justice Brett Kavanaugh, an appointee of Trump, would have taken the case in line with his position last year. Yesterday, Ellison said, uh, and, and his position last year was against the oil companies. Uh, yesterday, Ellison said, I appreciate the court's consideration and decision. It aligns with 25 federal courts' decisions across the country, all of which have found that cases like ours rest on these defendants' failures to warn and their campaigns of deception around their products, contributions to the climate crisis. The court's decision confirms these cases are properly filed in state courts. Let's not forget. Let's not forget this. This is about oil and and the air. The air pollution is so bad. And, and there's some other p- pollution. But this is only the beginning because oil, big oil, is also responsible for the plastics injury industry, right? And plastic pollution across the globe. Can you imagine the lawsuits that will be filed there? It's also going to be against, you know, the plastics industry. But big oil has been selling to the plastics industry, saying it shouldn't be a problem. Anyway. You know, it was like smoking in grade school, taking that yellow bus to school. The diesel fumes were noxious. But we just all saw this as normal. We had to breathe that garbage every day to get to school. The U.S. has announced nearly $1 billion in grants to replace diesel-powered school buses with electric and lower-emitting vehicles. And some of them are going to be natural gas, which really isn't that good, that much better. Um, The Environmental Protection Agency will disperse funds to 280 school districts serving 7 million children across the country in an effort to curb harmful air pollution and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The EPA Administrator, Michael Reagan said in a Regan said in a statement today we're once again accelerating the transition to electric and low emission school buses in America helping to secure a healthier future where all our children can breathe cleaner air uh, diesel emissions have been linked to higher rates of asthma cancer and school absenteeism communities of color and people living in low income neighborhoods are more likely to suffer from higher rates of air pollution According to the EPA, 86% of grant recipients are in school districts that serve low-income rural and tribal communities. The new funds mean so far nearly $2 billion has been uh, awarded to add about 5,000 clean buses to schools across the country. The The program draws from the 2021 bipartisan infrastructure law that carved out $5 billion to equip schools with clean buses over five years. There are serious issues with the replacement. I will point that out, mainly charging infrastructure. I'm sure some of that money will be used for that. A court released 17 more documents stemming from the civil case against Jeffrey Epstein's associate Ghislaine Maxwell, which included a 2016 email from Sarah Ransom where she alleges uh, to possess sex tapes of six high-profile men. 
Of course, right-wing media ran with it, claiming there were Clinton sex tapes. The original email from Ransom said something like, My friend had sexual intercourse with Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Richard Branson. Sex tapes were in fact filmed on each separate occasion. In the fall of 2016, she had suggested to the New York Post that she had sex tapes of half a dozen prominent people, including Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, but couldn't provide the tapes when asked. But later, Ransom took it all back. And, and you know what? These news, these news organizations, these right news news organizations, know that she took it all back. She said that she had invented the tapes to draw attention to Epstein's behavior and to make him believe that she had evidence that would come out if he harmed her. That's why she did it. Uh, finally, iPhone. You guys have an iPhone? They have a new advertisement that they can use. You know that plane uh, that had a minor ex- uh, ex- explosive decompression a couple of days ago when there's a big hole in the side of the plane? And by the way, they, they've been, uh, uh, they, they grounded the, the, seven, uh, the uh, 737 MAX jets and they've been looking at them and they've found that there are loose bolts and possibly missing bolts uh, on those sections. Anyway, I believe that plane was at, uh, at 16,000 feet. A man in Vancouver, Washington, Sean Bates, posted on uh, formerly Twitter that he found the uh, iPhone of one of the passengers on Sunday after the National Transportation Safety Board asked people who lived in the area to, area to search for any pieces that might have fallen from the jet. Bates told a local television station he found the phone alongside a road under a bush. He said the phone was still in airplane mode with a baggage receipt for the Alaska Airlines flight still on the uh, its screen. Of course, that landed on the soft ground, and I doubt terminal velocity for a cell phone is very high. You know, it falls and flutters around. So, you know, uh, um, it landed in soft ground. Yeah. Not so bad. If it landed on your porch, I'm pretty sure it would have been broken. And I think terminal velocity for that for a phone, I'm going to estimate maybe 100 miles an hour. So if you like threw a phone as hard as you could against the soft ground, what would happen? I'm not suggesting you should try it. Anyway. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I really appreciate you so much. Bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. You can tweet to me or X to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.